Hey, welcome to Data Beats. Today, Tim Geisenheimer, the co-founder of Correlated, is here to answer some questions about account-level activation. Hey, Tim. Hey, Arpit. How's it going? Great. Let's jump right in. Uh, Tim, first question for you. Um, please tell us what is account-level activation and why is it so important? Yeah, account-level activation to me means when you have a self-serve product, something that um, sort of anyone can sign up and use, when do you get beyond just sort of one user, one end user kind of using that product to have maybe a bit more of a team starting to use it? And that relates to a company that they're part of and, you know, I can count. So when does that sort of company-level activation or account-level activation start based on the self-serve use of a product, usually meaning more than one person within an account starting to use it and get value from it. So what is the role of data in account level activation? Well, I think one of the most important things for self-serve products and companies in the B2B space is, you know, understanding how are people and accounts, so users and accounts being kind of the primary, two primary concepts, how are they using the product and, you know, what's actually going on in their usage? And so, you know, data in terms of that product usage data in particular is an extremely important component to, um, you know, understanding what's going on and then taking action based on that, um, whether it's in developing the product and making the product better or on the go-to-market side and, and understanding how to, you know, drive drive revenue. When it comes to data and, and modeling the data for account level activation, uh, what should B2B SaaS companies do beforehand, you know, uh, should they think about, you know, like incorporating this in their core product data model, or should this be something that they should uh, think about later? Totally. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what we did and, you know, we're, we're maybe a little biased, but uh, we've from day one instrumented our product um, as meticulously as, you know, we could and, and as time would, would allow, but to understand, you know, how customers are using correlated you know, what the differences between users and accounts, um, really trying to model that out, you know, within our, um, our tracking, we're, we're using segment for, uh, for events tracking uh, to do a lot of that. And then we have uh, Snowflake uh, as our data warehouse where a lot of that analysis is occurring. I don't think it's too early to, to start. Uh, a lot of times, as you say, it's a little bit of an afterthought. You're, you're busy kind of building the product as you should be trying to get the product market fit. The last thing you're thinking about is, you know, what am I going to need to do to, you know, instrument this to, to when we're at scale, you know, at growth stage to, you know, be able to, to analyze what's going on. But I think the earlier you can do it, the better. And, and certainly we've seen companies do it pretty early these days and, and really be, you know, be thrilled that they made that investment of time. Got it. Cool. Uh, so how, how is account level activation affected when one user is part of multiple accounts? Uh, that's, that seems to be a pretty common scenario with B2B SaaS, right? So, uh, how should companies sort of uh, think about that? This is a core, it's a great question. It's a core part of kind of why this is a bit of a thorny problem. Um, so there's actually kind of three concepts from a data modeling standpoint. There's the user, which is probably the easiest to understand. That's just the individual. Then there's usually a workspace or organization, you know, so that user will create or maybe join an existing workspace. Um, what many of these self-serve products allow you to do, though, is you can have someone from Apple um, create a workspace, but then another team, you know, completely, they don't even know this one team created the workspace, our team creates a workspace in the same product. And let's use Figma, for example, you might have 10 different teams, 20 different teams within Apple, all design teams using Figma. So they're all part of the account of Apple, 
but they have 20 different workspaces and 200 different employees. And maybe this design team is also working with this design team. So they're part of different workspaces. That from a data modeling standpoint is a real challenge and, and a pain. Um, and so I think a lot of the companies that, you know, the Figmas of the world, they're spending a lot of time trying to accurately model this um, and, and represent that data back to the teams that need it, whether it's um, kind of for analysis, um, sort of more on the PI side or, or for action, more on the go-to-market or marketing side. Got it. Yeah, I think you've answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, considering how important account-level data model is in the context of B2B SaaS, why don't marketing and sales engagement tools uh, natively support this? Like, why is this still why is the solution still largely work in progress? Yeah, I mean, it's a great great question. I think predominantly, I mean, part of why correlated exists and, and what we've seen, you know, uh, to date is that the sort of legacy tools that the products that have been around for a while, uh, the Salesforce's HubSpots um, or, or newer tools like Outreach or SalesOft, fantastic products, very powerful. But they were designed for a world where enterprise sales was top down, where you kind of, you know, went through a demo process, uh, some sort of sales discovery process before someone even saw your product, uh, let alone uh, were using it. Um, and then, you know, they only started to use it once the sort of deal was closed. So, there's this linear path of marketing, you know, sends a lead to sales, sales qualifies, it closes the deal. Then, then they get the product after they're paid for it. And then customer success helps them, you know, onboard and be successful. That's clean, very, very simple and easy. The world today, as we just described is, you know, 20 teams at Apple using Figma all at the same time, it's a lot messier. And so I think those, those older tools that kind of were designed to solve problems for that top-down kind of more traditional enterprise sales process in B2B, they fundamentally just didn't anticipate you know, the figmas of the world and what that would mean for how you do go to market. And so that's why they, they haven't kind of offered this as a, as a first-class solution. Would you say the cloud data warehouse can solve this problem for good? So I think what we've seen from a lot of the, the sort of best product-led growth companies that we're talking to, we, we talked to to most of the, the household names, uh, the, the figmas of the world, et cetera, that, that you would be familiar with, is they are using the data warehouse to um, kind of ingest all of their product usage data to do kind of fundamental modeling using SQL, you know, on top of uh, kind of that data in the warehouse and then pushing that back out into some of these older tools uh, like Salesforce or HubSpot or, or Marketo. I think they still feel often very constrained by those older tools, not really having a, a, a you know nice representation of this data model in a first-class way, but they're able to kind of hack it together uh, to some extent. Right. Uh, so how would you recommend uh, companies solve this challenge, uh, the challenge of account level uh, activation, if they don't have the have the resources or the talent to like uh, do this via the data warehouse, right? Yeah. It's a great question. I think for smaller companies, you know, we would definitely recommend starting with a CDP and doing um, some basic, you know, instrumentation within your product using a segment or a rudder stack, and you know, just making sure that you're tracking kind of the right, um, you know, the right sort of core events in your product, and then leveraging, you know. I'll, I'll admit we've been shocked to see how few companies leverage like the group call in segment, which is designed to have a level of representation of accounts like that concept of accounts. You, you know, you use a group call to do that. Most companies we talk to don't, don't do that. And so, you know, that's part of our recommendation in, you know, any customers we work with, we, we help them understand why they should be doing that. And, and often they'll, they'll take some time to, 
you know, kind of add that in. So I think there's a lot you can do with just segment, which is a lot, you know, more accessible and easier to kind of get going with or, or Rudderstack or some of the other tools out there um, before you kind of, yeah, apply that talent that that is a little harder to find to kind of do the modeling in the, in the warehouse. Uh, you'll still be a little constrained, I think, to like truly customize what you want to do, but I think you can get pretty far. Cool. Uh, since you mentioned CDP, uh, what is your you know quick definition of a CDP? Because a lot of different ways CDPs are being defined. So how would you define it? Yeah, it's a, a great question. I mean, the the letters CDP stand for Customer Data Platform. So you know, I, I think my my definition maybe not you know what some of those companies would would prefer, but in my mind, it's you know a place to instrument you know your event data from your product and. You know, a, an easy way to kind of collect that data and then send it to different places, whether it's uh, the warehouse or um, you can also use it. You know, I know a lot of companies use it to send to, you know, ad platforms and, and use kind of some of the more advanced features to to do some level of segmentation on top. So, I, I you know, I think it, it, first and foremost, the way we see it used, at least for a lot of our customers is a way to kind of easily collect data from your product and your website, um, kind of do identity resolution, um, that, that sort of thing. Um, is how we we see it. So I don't know if that's the the sort of stock definition that someone had segment. I think that's a good definition. Um, so uh, thank you. So last question before you go: uh, What is the difference between account level activation and account based marketing? Great question. So I think there's a, a core difference, and you know we're seeing kind of this question come up, um, you know, a lot with, with some of the companies we're talking to. So account based marketing is is fundamentally informed by kind of third party data frequently. So you're saying, uh, hey, I have a set of accounts that I'm targeting. I want to know if they're coming to our website, which would be first party. But then I also maybe want to know if they're looking at our you know, competitor's website. Are they maybe browsing certain keywords or, or doing certain things that would uh, indicate buying intent um, that would then help you know, our sales side or our marketing side uh, do a better job kind of getting that account that now is showing intent that it's on our kind of list to to buy. So that's a tactic that has been kind of utilized over the last five, seven years or so and and been you know, pretty, pretty successful. I think account level activation is kind of taking predominantly just first party data and saying, you know, who in our universe of customers or self-serve users, um, you know, are ready to kind of go down the path of the customer journey and go from maybe a free user to self-serve paid, from self-serve paid to maybe a team prep plan or, or enterprise plan that's more sales-led. Um, that, that's kind of where account-level activation comes in, can be contrasted to the account-based marketing techniques of the last five years or so. Got it. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for answering my question and sharing your insights. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Arpit. Have data questions? Get expert answers from practitioners on ask.astric.com. Mm-hmm.